Standing by the Terry and Ted podcast is sponsored by Jaguar Land Rover Laval. Get out of the big city and experience a construction zone free test drive. There is such a thing. Hey, 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 hey. Um, it is episode nine. That's right, number nine. Do I have to tell you the Roman numeral? Do you know the Roman numeral? The the, uh, Roman numeral is IX. Very well done, sir. Grazie. Yeah. Do you know your Roman numerals, Poseidon? Uh, no, I'm terrible. Do you know? I just know X means ten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the I means one. Ah, uh, yeah. That's not bad. Two eyes is two. There you mm-hmm. go. Yeah. I. Um, I, I, I. <laughs> How about the Greek alphabet? Do you know the Greek alphabet? Oh, I forgot it, man. Oh, really? Eh? But did you learn it in school when you were I a kid? Did, I did learn it, and you know what's fucked up is I just realized I forgot it. Because the thing is, you could put me on the spot for the English alphabet, and I'll say it. No problem. But then as soon as you said, you know your Greek alphabet, I'm like, motherfucker, I forgot it. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) You know what's really funny? And I can't do it, so I shouldn't even bring it up, but I've done it before on the radio, and it's funny. You take the Greek alphabet, and then you recite it the way you do A, B, C, D, (laughs) (laughs) E, (laughs) D, I'll have to look it up and find it, and then it might actually be funny. Let me bring it up. Are you going to bring it up? Oh, cripes. Now, what have we done? What have we done? You have unleashed... The hounds. Uh, Aha. This is going to be a burping episode, too, by the way. I'm Terry DeMonte. This is Ted Bird. And I was referring to episode nine of the Standing By Terry and Ted podcast. Brought to you lovingly. Well, I shouldn't speak on their behalf, but I actually do speak on their behalf. Lovingly promoted and brought to you by Jaguar Land Rover Laval. Our title sponsors. uh, A family-owned and run business. And we love family-owned and run businesses, don't we? All our sponsors are family-run businesses. And we've got four of them. We need one more, and then we'll have the five families. Yes. Yeah. They could have a meeting in New York. That's right. Right. Uh, Nino and Renato DiCubellis uh, run Jaguar Land Rover Laval, and they are second-generation owners, and there will be a third-generation of owners because Nino's two sons, Vilio and Sergio DiCubellis, uh, are uh, in the business, and... Get a load of this. You know how a lot of times you'll find a company uh, and and kids, the kids have inherited yeah. the company, and uh, there's just a great big fat sense of entitlement and arrogance, and yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not the way it works at Jaguar Land Rover Laval. Vilio is a graduate of the John Molson School of Business. Sergio is a graduate of the Automotive Business School of Canada, located at Georgian College in Barrie, Ontario. Uh, they went to school to learn the business, and now they're on site learning the business the practical way, and uh, they're not starting at the top. They're working their way up. And if you're shopping for a car, I learned this from our visit there this week. Talk about the COP. This is a great deal. Certified pre-owned Jaguars or Land Rovers at Jaguar Land Rover Laval. When they get a car back from a lease, they bring it back up to spec with a multi-point inspection, and then when they sell it to you, they restore the original warranty up to 160,000 kilometers. That's a big deal. It is a that big is deal. That is a big deal. That's, that's putting your, your money where your mouth is. That's backing your product. Good people, good product. Yeah. JaguarLaval.ca, LandRoverLaval.ca. I apologize for the choking. What's going on there? Well, I'm not sure. It could be a... Um, so it went down the wrong way. Do you need a cup of tea? That's what she said. 
<laughs> Sorry, mom. It went uh, it went down the wrong way. I, you know, something. It, it, well, as you were saying to me this <laughs> this morning, um, I seem to be the uh, um, the purveyor of old man noises. Today. Honest to God, <laughs> we're driving here this morning, and out of the blue, Terry goes, "Oh." <laughs> And I said, what happened? Oh, I don't know. It's just a thing with my elbow. It just it just suddenly hurts. I moved my elbow and suddenly there was a shooting pain in my arm. And he did the old man. Hi! <laughs> what the hell? Are you okay, granddad? I, said, I don't know. It's just, you know, sometimes, I mean, I, I feel... This is the funny thing about I just turned sixty four in January. I don't I don't think Happy part, belated. Thank you very much. My uh, my vanity, I guess, comes before me. I don't think I look sixty four. Do no, I look sixty four? No. And I don't feel sixty four. Uh, not at all. And I don't think like a sixty four year old. But every once in a while the body goes, Hey pal, guess you're what? sixty four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <And> hey, <laughs> I did that this morning. I leaned because Ted was driving us around in the Land Rover Discovery, and I leaned on my elbow and in the middle console, and I guess my elbow rolled a certain way, and I was like, ah. <laughs> anyway. It reminded us of the scene in Fletch, yeah, the original Fletch with Chevy Chase, where he's uh, he's gone undercover as an aircraft mechanic, and he's he's standing beside a Learjet, and he accidentally leans on the engine, which has <laughs> just been turned like the thing has just landed, and it's in that freshly in the hangar, so the engine's still hot, and he goes. Hey, <laughs> that's because guys try to pretend like everything's yeah, okay. Yeah, we do, don't we? You know, we're, we're too busy, uh, too busy trying to be macho. I think, and that, and that. Uh, anyway, all of that to say, there's. Uh, um, I had the and the uh, choking noise, so that's uh, uh, that's a lot of fun. Now, tell me this, and I've been meaning to ask you this all week, and this uh -huh. is the first opportunity that I have. Mm -hmm. When did you become a tea-drinking cat lover? <laughs> when I got married. Yeah? Yeah, when I met Jess. I, I, um, uh, Jess, my wife Jessica, is a, uh, she loves drinking tea. And because of my old job, I was a coffee guy. Guzzling the coffee so that you know you could function. <laughs> well, yeah, when you get up at yeah three thirty in the morning. Um, and uh, I began to and and we've turned into we're not just tea drinkers we're tea snobs. Oh, really? Oh, eh? It's got to be it's got to be tea from from England. Okay. And and it's uh, well, is there no other? Isn't there good tea from elsewhere in the world? Well, there is, but I would think that Indian tea might well, be good. Uh, yes, it is. It's a particular kind of tea, but it's not our cup of tea. I see, as they say. <laughs> Um, yeah, we, we have like a certain kind of, uh, decaf. I'm going to get them wrong. I think it's York gold is our decaf and there's uh, PG and there's, um, um, I forget what the other one is. Anyway, we, we have a blend of them and every single night we have a cup of tea and every single morning we have a cup of tea. Okay. And I just got used to it. I find it, um, relaxing and, uh. What, Not what, as harsh as coffee. Okay, is, is, the, is the ceremony part of the appeal? Part of it is, yeah. I think. At night especially, I think it is. Um, and we have an espresso machine in the house, and, and there's some mornings I think, you know what, I need a little jolt. But So tea is caffeinated? Well, yeah. See, I didn't know that. I don't know. I don't know anything yeah, about tea. That's the thing is there's, you know, uh, there's... Uh, 
a fallacy that, you know, tea doesn't have any caffeine, but it does. Then there's caffeinated and decaffeinated uh, coffee uh, or tea. <laughs> and uh, as far as the cat goes, you've seen me with Finnegan. Yeah, well, he's a, he's a dog that's disguised as a cat. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. When I met Jess um, and we first got together, I was introduced to uh, Finnegan that she rescued from a shelter years ago. And um, I said, you know, I'm not, I'm not much of a cat person. And, you know, Finnegan came into the house and was under a bed for two days. And then he started to come around. And then he began to charm me. And now I'm, uh, I'm a cat person. That's interesting that he's come around because I don't... Has the other one come around? Yeah, she has. She has, eh? Yeah. Okay, that because the all... last I saw her, she yeah. had not come around. Well, she was rescued from the backyard. We found okay. her injured in our backyard. And when I say she was rescued, that means Jess tried for two weeks to get her um, to come inside because we could see her tail was bleeding and cut and there were flies buzzing around Jesus. it. She was skinny and she was hurt. And, and So this was obviously not someone's pet cat, or if it was, it hadn't been home in yeah, quite some time. Yeah, and uh, Jess set up an elaborate sort of thing to you know, sort of lure her in with milk and food, and we took her to the vet, and as we were driving to the vet... I turned to Jess and I said, "I guess we have another caddy, eh, sweetie. You know, we weren't gonna, we weren't gonna get the 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 the, uh, the cat, uh, you know, uh, attended to medically and then then leave it somewhere. We weren't gonna do that. So, but that cat that cat has learned that we're nice people. Okay. So, and how do the cats get along? Um, fairly well. They they like to have a bit of a tumble. Okay. Casey and Finnegan. That's an old reference yep. from uh, Mr. Dressup. Mr. Dressup. And um, every once in a while, I don't know, if you have cats, you probably know this. They sleep all goddamn day. Yeah. They they just, you know, they don't do much. And they get up and eat, and then they sleep yeah. all night. Um, and there's about an hour of playtime where the cats tear up and down the stairs. Okay, the so they play with each other? They do. Now, I wonder if that's a male and female thing, and, and I'm going to answer my own question because I thought maybe female cats don't like each other. Uh, but I had a cat when I first moved to Montreal and she had been an outdoor cat uh -huh. and I moved into an apartment. I moved into La Cité yes. and I'm on like the fourth floor or whatever. So now she's an indoor cat in a one bedroom apartment and she's not happy Oh, okay. because she had been an outdoor cat. And right. I thought, okay, I'm going to get another cat to keep her company. Yes. She didn't like that one bit. Okay. Yeah. She did not like having yeah. another. And, and I brought that little kitten in and she was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that went on yeah. until the day that poor other cat, Chester, God rest his soul, uh -huh. about a year and a half later, we had moved to Westmount. Yes. And I was in a house, and so the cats were going out again, and Chester got run over. Oh. Yeah. That's very, very sad. Yeah. It's, you know, it's incredible. Like, uh, it's incredible. Uh, incredible is the wrong word, but you the, the way, at least us, the way we become attached to our animals is really, it's something special. And um, I guess it's just a new chapter for me because I was always, I I was you know I always thought cats were aloof and well they are aloof yeah, yeah but they, they have are. their own particular type of charm yeah exactly and that's what I've fallen for I guess because I was a dog person for for many many years but it's fascinating that dogs when dogs see other dogs it's like yeah. oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. another one of me. Yeah. We gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go see where go, go, go. Cat sees another cat. It's like, ugh, for fuck's sakes. One of the things that cracks me up the most on the internet, it pops up every once in a while is, hey, hey, what's your name? 
Tony! <laughs> Fuck you, Tony! <laughs> and it's always with dogs? Oh. <laughs> Barking at each other? And those are like the subtitles? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Poseidon? Uh, Dogman? Yes. Catman? Uh, I'll be right I was, back. I was okay. more dog. Sorry. Uh, more dog, but... Uh, yeah. My girlfriend has a cat. She does, eh? Cats, and you know what? She has two cats? I, uh, or two, a cat? Two, well, a cat, but uh, her parents also have another cat. Okay. So, hey, you know what? Uh, I like the little fuckers. Yeah. No, uh, I, I just thought of something as you guys were talking about, you know, uh, the older you get, when you settle down, you know, you, um, you find yourself enjoying uh, more than one kind of pussy. Right, right. Your Did you hear that, Tear? <laughs> your girlfriend, <laughs> her cats, and yourself. <laughs> yeah. Well, right now, I he said, as you get older, you discover you like more than one kind of pussy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Me, all I have right now is a cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've had three cats in the last forty years. Really? I had a cat. I got a cat in nineteen eighty, who uh, lived to eighteen. And then I got one in 2001 who lived to 19 or 20. Uh-huh. And then I got the current big fat issue that uh, that uh, that lives with me. Right. The cat. <laughs> the cat. Did I tell you the story about when my last cat died? No. Uh, what was her name? Belle. Mm. And I'm watching. She was old. She was, yeah. like, she was like 19 or 20 years old. She didn't, was showing no outward signs of illness or anything, but right. she was just old. And she moves slow. And mm-hmm. so I'm watching the hockey game one night and the game ends and I turn off the TV and I start to go down the hall to go to bed. And I look at her cage that I use if I have to take her to the vet or whatever. And she's in her cage. And I thought, well, that's unusual. She never goes in her cage. And I leaned down to see what was going on. And even as soon as I leaned uh, down and looked in, I knew she was gone. Right. Uh, so I felt her and, you know, sure enough, she was uh, so. And it's 1030 at night. And Christ, what do I do? I don't want I, I don't want to go to bed and leave the dead cat no. in the cage all night. I want to, you know, I got to do something about this. So I looked on the internet and there was there's a 24-hour uh veterinarian uh, place. I forget what it's called. I think there's three of them around the city. And there was one in Lachine and I'm on the West Island. I said, "Okay." I, so I called them up and I said, "Listen, my cat died. I don't know what to do." And they said, "Bring her down here and we'll uh, you know, we'll take care of her." So I take her down there, and uh, and I got her wrapped up, and I hand her over, and, you know, what, what would you like to do? Uh, we do cremation. I said, okay, that's good. Would you like a paw print? Uh, no, no, just, you know, let's just do what we have to do. Okay, sir, can I have your phone number? 514-591. <laughs> and I said, I'm sorry. She goes, no, 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 don't worry about it. That happens all the time. Oh, that's, yeah. Isn't that awful? Yeah, that is awful. That's, that's... Uh but well, listen, it, it, it's it's that's when it, it, it the finality of it yeah comes down on your shoulders. Yeah, eh? but twenty years is a good nineteen yeah. twenty years is yeah. a good run for a cat, yeah. man. Yeah, it is. But it, you know, it's the same thing when you you talk about you know people who pass away in their nineties. You know, it is a good run, and you're glad that they had a good life. But it's still sad when they say it goodbye. It's sad, yeah. yeah. And you yeah. can you can mourn their passing as yes. well as celebrate their life. And and please don't tell me they're in a better place. Yeah. If you want to believe that, that's great. But mm-hmm. uh, but I thought that I think right here is a pretty good place. Yeah. And you know, if it's a loved one, I'd like to have them here still. Yes. Thanks. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much. Um, I'm going to take a moment here um, while we're getting organized for the tweet sheet, which. We hadn't done for a couple of episodes because of our very special guests. Yeah. 
Ah, yeah. I think I'm having a stroke. Did you hear about Ted Bird? He had a stroke oh right in the God. middle of one of the Let's, podcasts. Don't say that. No, I won't. Um, the folks at Merson are getting ready for a, a new season as we record this. I know uh, we're recording this in the middle of February, um, but believe me, they're already getting geared up for oh, yeah. March, April, and May. Yep. There's a lot of optimists who try and get their uh, snow tires off right away as soon as the deadline is done, um, and they get busy. So it's important that you get your appointment made early, especially if you store your uh, winter or summer tires with them, which is something you can ask about, by the way. When I was here, I loved that service. No schlepping of tires. No. You let them take them on. Uh, or take them off and then and store them for you and then put them on when you come back in the new season. They look after everything that has anything to do with your car, from oil changes to brake jobs to, you know, big jobs to small tweaks. Uh, they can look after all of it for you. And it's a family-run business where the owners are in the building every single day. It's a third generation of Mersons, and uh, I venture to guess four out of five days a week, you will find a, a second or third generation of families who are customers. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. That have been going there for a very long time. Yeah. The Mersons are honest, and that's why people keep coming back. Yep. Mersonauto.com. Uh, they are, I think, proud supporters of the Standing By. They are. I do their social media, and yeah. I just looked at social media, yeah. and they're proud supporters. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Take it from me. I wrote it. All right. Ted uh, has come up with uh, what uh, they call in the radio business a bit, man. And it's what they call in the comedy <laughs> business joke theft. <laughs> <laughs> but you do you do attribute. Uh, oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah. And this is that's part of the joy of it. And yes. uh, and whenever I post these on social media, I do these on my radio show on Light One Hundred Six Seven. And whenever whenever I post the segment on social media, I always tag the people whose tweets I use, and they love it. I always hear back from them they're always very grateful yeah. uh, and we're talking about people with tens of thousands of followers yeah you know? but you and i were talking about this in the land rover this morning on the way to the studio we were saying i don't know what it is um but it still exists even in a diminished media world there is something very personal and something very magical about the medium of radio television is its own thing the internet is another thing but there's something about the radio. I don't know if it's the lack of pictures, if it's the intimacy or what it is, but I used to get into arguments with bosses over the years because I used to love to wish people happy birthday. And I had a number of bosses who said, nobody gives a shit about people's birthdays. And I still get notes from people like Facebook Messenger who say, Terry, just wanted to wish you well and see how you were doing in retirement. You wish me happy birthday in grade 11, and I've never forgotten it. And everywhere I went, I always had pieces of paper, yeah. napkins, and I would write down people's names and always say hello to them. And you just had that experience on Light 106. Yeah, people get a charge out of hearing their name on the radio. Yeah. I, I was I was at the IGA one day, and a guy came over and and uh, actually we were just we were getting our carts, and he goes, "Hey, a celebrity!" And I said, <laughs> "And I said where?" <laughs> and he introduced himself, and uh, and I said. Uh, 
so do you listen to the show? He goes, oh, well, I used to listen to you back in the day. And I said, well, now I'm here on this radio station. I said, I'll give you a shout out tomorrow. He said, great. And I said, do you have kids? And he said, yeah, I have. And damn, I wish I could remember their names. Um, but he had twin boys. And so the next morning, you his name was down, Sean. Right? Yeah, I wrote it. No, actually, you know what? I didn't write wow, it down. I committed the boys' yeah. names to memory, and I forgot his name. Yeah. So I took a stab in the dark, and I got it right the Great. next day. His name was Sean. And now I can't remember the boys' names. But anyway, I gave them a shout-out the next day and said good morning to them. And he sent me a note, and he said the boys, 11-year-old twin boys, were tickled yeah. pink. And he said they went to school and they told all their friends about it, that they that their names were on the radio. I don't know why, but people get a charge out of hearing their name on yeah, the radio. It's, it's just something that still is special about it. It's one of those things that the people, the people who own the radio stations don't understand. Well, the people who own it now, yeah, I think the people who did before, yeah. who were actual broadcasters, right. the old owners, they might have got it. You know, because I remember being a kid, and I, I would listen to, my, my parents would have the radio on, and I remember, uh, you know, there was a guy named Paul Reed that I've mentioned ad nauseum. He he used to host the, the evening show at CJD and did the famous Christmas show, and I didn't know it, but I was learning a lot by just listening to him. And I remember saying to my mother, how does he know what I'm doing? I was, you know, I was convinced, you know, he would say something about the the nighttime and as you sit in your living room and relax. And I used to think, how does he know? <laughs> Is he watching us? Like, that's how intimate it Creepy old dude. <laughs> yeah. It's, that's how intimate it, yep. it gets. And that's, that's why it has... Uh, um, that's why it makes the people who are doing the tweets excited when yeah, you call them yeah. out. Yeah. So I, I find funny tweets and I read them on my show, but there are some that are that are too uh, a little too risque for radio. Right. So I save them for here. And I think some of the ones I have here today, some are risque, some are not. But I basically, I, I, the risque ones, I only use them if they're also funny. It's yeah. not, not just gratuitous. And then I, I look at what's going to make Terry laugh, and I think I've uh, I think I've found some. Let's have a look, shall we? We good to go, uh, Poseidon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me a second. All righty. Here's one from Frazzle My Gimp. Prison. How do you guys get your nicknames? Murder Mike. Murder. Drug Doug. Drugs. <laughs> Fuck the lamppost Larry. Uh, murder drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the lamppost Larry. Um, <clears throat> I just have one question about this. Yes, yes, sir. Yeah. Only God knows what the fuck he did to that damn lamp yeah. to land in prison time. <laughs> like, could you imagine the atrocities? <laughs> I think Larry was pretty horned up that yeah. day. Murder drugs. Yeah. <laughs> just a second, gentlemen. Alrighty. I know it's a little... Uh, well, that's okay. It's, uh, I like this one from At Home Halfway. Okay. Before the ballet Swan Lake was written, there was one called Goose Lake, where the ballerinas would angrily chase <laughs> the audience out of the theater. <laughs> That's a great visual, eh? It is a great visual. (laughs) He's a good follow. Home halfway. At home underscore halfway. Very funny guy. A lot of funny people on the internet. On Twitter. Mm -hmm. A lot of angry people on the internet, I like this one. From at Bob Golan. My three favorite things are eating my wife and not using (laughs) punctuation. How did that only get 600 likes? I don't know. That's very, very clever. My three favorite things are eating my (laughs) wife and not using punctuation. (laughs) 
I know that would appeal to you. It's a part of it is your uh, your uh, fascination with uh, language and words. Where does that come from? I have no idea. I think because I read a lot when I was a kid. My father was a big reader. We had lots of books around the house, so I read a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't read anymore. Are we going to keep going? Oh, 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 oh. Hold on. I haven't, I haven't shown it yet. You okay. want to, you no, 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 no. You want to come back to it? You want to keep mm-hmm. going or yeah. come back to it after? Come back to it. Okay. 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 Right. okay. Yes. A lot of books in the house. A lot of books. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and I used to read all. We Did, talked about this the other day. I used to we? read so many books, and now I'm addicted to this goddamn yeah, thing. Yeah, I know. To my phone. You were saying that when we yeah. had Maureen Holloway on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I have to confess, I, uh, we were talking about this the other day. I, I, uh, I haven't, when you travel, yeah, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but when you travel, um, it, it, I guess it depends on where you choose to stay. And I'll be more, uh, I think uh, if uh, we do a season three, I'll be more particular about where I stay um, because uh, I, have, I haven't slept very much. <laughs> really, eh? That bad? Yeah, it's, I, um, yeah, it, you know, I don't want to make this a complaint fest, but um um, you know, I was telling you, I think in the first episode about what, you know, what they, they've used COVID to, to cut yeah. a lot of things Excuse and save to a lot of... cut staff and service. Yeah, yeah. cut staff and services. And the other thing that I realized is staying where I'm staying near the Trans-Canada Service Road is uh, I'm on a truck route. Oh, yeah. And well, the, that's in an industrial park, yes, too. Yes, and the trucks begin to bounce around at around 4.30. Great. Yeah. <laughs> so... When you were uh, you were um, uh, telling the uh, uh, the the long explanation about where your love of words came from, <laughs> I thought, "Uh oh, he's going to stop that story, and I've got nothing." <laughs> <laughs> and you'd only know the panic that that yeah. that that comes from live radio, which yeah. is. Oh my God! If he stops talking, I'm not gonna have anything to say, <laughs> and we're gonna sit here looking at each other. Oh Christ! <laughs> yes, I was. Perhaps, uh, perhaps I, uh, we should have been better prepared. <laughs> we'll be fine. Will we? Yeah, I okay. think so. Yeah, my dad right. was. A, my dad was a great influence on me in that way, and I was. I thought of this the other day when we were in here, and I don't know what triggered the memory, and I didn't get a chance to mention it, but I specifically remember, maybe it was when we had the tweet from the guy who said, uh, well, 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 if it isn't my old nemesis, Werbs. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I'm reading a book one Sunday morning in bed, and I come across this word, and I don't know the word, and and my father's in the next room. Dad, yeah, what's an orange out-tang? (laughs) (laughs) and that was his reaction (laughs) your reaction right now was his reaction (laughs) well we've had so much fun over the years making fun of other people yeah um, because there have been there have been a number of uh, stories that we may have already told. Um, the other night when we left the studio, it was late. You know, late for us. It's dark, and we made a left turn. And I don't know what it is. It probably comes with the time in my life. Every time we make a a turn and we end up in a place where I don't know where we are, I always think. 
Oh, this is a place where people get whacked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what it looked like. And that's exactly what it looked like. <laughs> and how about coming down Armas? And you said, you do see that truck. <laughs> We're in the right-hand lane, and there's a big tractor-trailer cab parked in the right-hand lane, but it's dark. Yes. And Terry, Terry goes, uh, and I was talking about, you know, I don't see so well. <laughs> don't see as well at night as I used to when I'm driving. And he goes, you do see that truck, eh? Uh, well, I do now. <laughs> Parked um, tractor trailer Yeah. Uh, in the right-hand lane that we're quickly approaching. And I, you know when, you, when you're driving with somebody and you know how people get very offended if you, you know, there's a lot of people you'd be driving with and you want to say to them, you know, the turn's coming up. I know, I can see it for Christ's sake. You know, you don't want to offend anybody. Yeah. And I could see the, the tractor trailer coming towards us. And I thought, do I say something? And I thought, yeah, this isn't our car. I better ask. Yeah. Do yeah. you see that? And that, that was when um, I've steered all over the road now. That was triggered when we went into the, the wrong turn in the dark. And I said, this is a neighborhood. You get whacked in, and you said, a schman has been shot to death, and it was a blooper from, it had, that had to be 1988. Around there, yeah. 88 or 89? Yeah, a guy making a, a guy kicking a newscast around the block on local CBC, and Terry and I phoned each other up, we were both watching it at the same time, and phoned each other up, and neither one of us said a word, I forget if it was you phoned me, or I phoned you. Just laughter, laughter, yeah. laughter, laughter. Do you remember any uh, <clears throat> any of your classics? Well, there's. Uh, I think we talked about this last season. Actually, I, I in particular, I remember Jenny Suave. Uh, yeah, yeah. There was instead of Jean Sauvé, there was one. I heard one within the last couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. So if it had been five minutes ago, I might remember it. But uh, but two weeks. Uh, I don't remember it. Poseidon, have you had any big bloopers on the uh, on the podcast, or is there such a thing as bloopers on the podcast? Uh, what, what, do you, what do you mean? Yeah, well, I guess not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, when, you know, on the in in on radio. Well, I guess you don't do news on a podcast. I know what it was. Eh? What <laughs> the lessel, <laughs> the lessel of two evers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I heard someone on the radio <laughs> trying to say the lesser of two evils, and they said, well, it is the lesser of two evers. <laughs> oh, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. that happens on podcast. Yeah. It happens to me very often on Two Drink Minimum Yeah, when I'm trying to get my point across uh, to, to Mike and uh, Pantels, because I know with both of them in there, I'm a little more nervous trying to get my point across because I know they're both waiting to... Uh, you know well and they're so fast and they're so sharp yeah exactly you know yeah. and they make you do all the research yeah uh like if there's something that needs to be googled they make you look it up have you have you had have, have you had instances where you've mispronounced a word oh, yeah, and they've had and they've had all kinds of fun with that i think every ep uh, every second episode at least something like that happens yeah, yeah, eh? yeah, yeah. yeah and then they they make fun of that like how'd you say that or just the like i think two weeks ago on uh, the morning show I wanted to say uh, Demolition Man, but I couldn't remember the the name of the movie. And I said, the, "What's that movie there? Mechanical Man, whatever." You know, like I was like, I like, I like, I like a very broish, you know. Yeah. And then people people died in the chat. It was funny, you know. Well, yeah. Montre Montreal can be a, a a bit of a, a minefield for that kind of thing. If you know, if you're not from here, yeah. 
and you're looking for the uh, the uh, Pi IX bridge, yeah, or you want to make a, you know that happens all the time, yeah. Poseidon. But I mean, I've I've made that mistake myself yeah. when I first moved to Montreal. What's Pi IX? Yeah, Pi IX, <laughs> and the other one, which doesn't make any sense, um, that I've um, you know warned people from out of town about. People have asked me, and, and I'd say, well, it's it's right at the corner of Guy and St. Catherine. And they'd say, you mean Guy and St. Catherine? No. And then, no, it's uh. Guy and St. Catherine, even in French. Well, I don't know if it's, you know, not every French person would say Guy, but yeah. mostly, most of the French people I know, Oquain Guy, or Oquain Guy, mostly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and those are the kinds of things that uh, uh, that could trip you up. Not as bad as, what was it? Oranju? Orange, Orange Outtang. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> um, well, that's how it's spelled. Yeah. Orange Outtang. Yeah. Or uh, I used to, uh, <laughs> this, you guys are going to enjoy this. Um, I used to pronounce almond very wrong. I used to pronounce it almond. Amen. Amen. You just like, drop the L. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, like. Yeah. Uh, well, that's the French version of it, isn't it? Exactly. That that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. I'm on. Yeah. But I was yeah. thinking more in terms of like uh, yeah. salmon. Yeah. Right. Uh, salmon. You, yeah, you yeah, say yeah. Sal- yeah, yeah, yeah. Who so says salmon? That, and I, I remember. I think uh, uh, Mike and Pantels had a field day. No doubt. With that one. One of my uh, my favorite stories is a friend of mine who got pulled not pulled over, but at one of the the gas stations on the four hundred one. Um, he was stopped by a couple who asked if he knew how far Gnonicue was. Gnonicue. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? That's what I would call it, too, if I didn't yeah, know any better. Know if it, I yeah. didn't know any French, that's what yeah. it would look like. It's yeah. Gananaque, right? Gananaque, yeah. 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 Criminy crickets. Mm-hmm. How's quitting smoking going, by the way? Fantastic. Yeah? Yeah. Where are you at? Uh, I, would say, I would say a month and a week now. A month and a week, a eh? A month and a week, yeah. What's your secret? Uh, well... What uh, what helped me was I read a book called uh, Alan Carr's Easy Way to Stop Smoking. Oh, okay. And uh, he gives you little tricks, stuff to remember, because uh, he takes care of the, the 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 brainwashing part of it. Okay. So he explains the whole business behind uh, nicotine, behind tobacco, because uh, he he explains that nicotine, it's not tobacco that's being sold to you; it's nicotine that's being sold to you. Yeah. It's just wrapped in a cigarette. Yeah, yeah. It's the so, it's the delivery system. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So he it's. Um, he gives you a lot of tricks like that, stuff to remember, the, the reasons why you want to quit. You know, my, one of my reasons was I wanted, I felt like I had major confidence issues and I felt, I kind of wanted to feel how I felt before I started smoking I, because I, I had, uh, like I, so there were moments where I would remember, I was like, fuck, what happened to, to my confidence? Mm. You know, all these years, like it's getting worse yeah. and worse. Wow. You understand? Yeah. So for me, it was a motivation. Uh, of the fact that I wanted uh, <coughs> my confidence me. back. That's so I had to remind myself that, uh, you know, some people use the trick of the little monster, like they're crushing a little monster, mm-hmm. you know, because in the book he gives you that trick. And it's just basically it explains to you everything. So even though psychologically you get the urge, you read up so much on the topic that logic kind of comes in and, and blocks that urge. I don't know how to, it's weird because like I, I, I'll still, I'll still like, like last week I, I got the urge I think on a day, but then I, I reminded myself I'm like hold on, are you really gonna fucking like you did a month, like yeah. you know, don't be a fucking idiot. Basically. Yeah, yeah. Most people I know who smoke say that never really goes away, does it? That well, be- I'll tell you what, I haven't smoked in over twenty years, 
and I haven't had alcohol in, yeah. in about 25 years now, and it doesn't bother me. Like if I were to go out for you with you for dinner tonight, nope. and you ordered a nice bottle of wine, it wouldn't bother yeah. me. Well, I'd, dr- I, I'd drink my Diet Coke and be fine. But yeah. if you lit a cigarette, and I smelled that freshly lit tobacco, yeah. it's not that it would bother me, but it would smell good. Yeah. Well, I, 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 <laughs> you, boy, did you smoke. Yeah, well, I was when a pack I to a pack and a half a day. Were, yeah, the, the and players, room was yeah, always, players filter, yeah. which were tr- they called them truckers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, strong cigarettes, and yeah. I loved it, loved and, yeah. it, loved it, loved it. But yeah. if I had kept doing it, I'm pretty convinced I wouldn't be here right, right. now. Like I say, I quit 20 years ago. Yeah, you know, it killed my father yeah. at the age of 59. I'm Good. four years older than that now. Wow. So, yeah. So but it, it's true what they say, right? They, you know, I've seen smokers. I remember you having the conversation with you after you quit drinking, and I said, I don't know how to behave in front of somebody who's quit drinking. And you said, it, you don't have to behave anyway. It's, it's me. Yeah, it's got nothing to do with you. It's, it's got nothing yeah. to do with me. You order a beer if you want. But I, and I remember um, you, you saying it and other friends of mine saying it, getting up in the morning and saying, oh... I used to love the first cigarette in the morning with yeah, the coffee. Yeah, that's a good. That was a good one. Yeah. I mean, there are so many. And Poseidon, you, we should. Poor Poseidon, he's going to want to have a cigarette yeah, if we, we talk stop. about this for too long. But there are so many. There were so triggers. many triggers. Yeah, get on the phone, light a smoke, get behind the wheel of the car, uh, light a smoke. Right behind the wheel is a big one for me. That yeah. one. That one I would say is the most difficult one, especially yeah. when I'm doing long distances. Coffee, I got over it quickly. Meals, uh, meals was the fastest one. Now I enjoy my meals a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, but really, it's behind the wheel. And another trigger for me is when I watch movies, and uh, one of the protagonists uh, is uh, sparks a cigarette, and yeah. he's like a badass or something. I'm like, fuck, I want to smoke now. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I could have quit smoking if I was still drinking though, because right. that was that was a tough. Yeah, one. those two things go yeah. together. Yeah. 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 I never smoked. Well, that? you know what, man? Good for you. Yeah, Good I for just, you. It's one of the bad habits I never had. The, um, <clears throat> the be- best thing you could have done. Um, let's take a minute for my friends at Matelau Bonheur, uh, who, uh, yes, sell mattresses, and yep, uh, they sell linens and uh, pillows, and they have s- sleep technology, and you can buy a futon there, and you can order uh, these bed-in-a-box uh, deals online called the Jump Bed. Um, they they do everything that has everything to do with a good night's sleep. And that's it. You're not going to have to tiptoe around a washing machine and a couch uh, on the uh, display floor or on the, on the showroom floor um, in order to uh, find out about what kind of mattress you should be bringing home. You'll be welcomed warmly when you walk into a store. Um, and you'll be asked a couple of questions. Uh, they'd, they'd like to know if you like to sleep on your side or you're looking for a firm mattress or, you know, what mattress you're sleeping on now. And it may seem a little intrusive at first, but they're just trying to figure out. Why don't out. you just come over and watch me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're just trying to figure out how they can best help you. And uh, uh, it's, it's one of those nice shopping experiences. And I've said many times before, there's lots of places you can buy a mattress, all kinds of different places you can check out. But before you make your decision to change your mattress, make sure you visit a Matla Bonner store. You can you can visit online, and uh, I'll tell you the you know the website is matlabonner.ca. You can find the 18 locations there. But do yourself a favor and go have the in-store shopping experience. It's uh, the kind of experience that's uh, disappearing quickly from the retail world. 
that they take a great deal of pride in. That made me think of something that I haven't heard in a long, long time. But back in the day when just about everybody smoked, like when we were kids, most of the grown-ups smoked, yeah. right? And I think right up into when I became an adult, I think a lot of people were still smoking. You used to, I don't know if there were actual public service announcements or if it was just sort of a, you know, like a, a saying, but don't smoke in bed, Oh, yeah, because you catch fire. Yeah, when yeah, was the last time you heard someone say, don't smoke in bed? Yeah, I haven't heard that in yeah, years. you'll set the house on fire. Yeah. Yeah, well, that was the days when, you know, those were the days when, as you said, everybody smokes. My, my wife, Jess, and I had been looking for something to watch. And, uh, in, you know, in these, these last couple of months, we'd, we'd, we figured we'd watched everything we wanted to watch. And I said, have you watched Mad Men? <clears throat> Pardon me. And she had tried, <clears throat> pardon me, and couldn't get into it. And I had tried, and I couldn't get into it. And I said, well, why don't we take a run at this thing? And because, um, you know, I was born in the 60s, my wife loves that era of time, um, we became hooked on it within a couple of episode, uh, episodes. And it's so authentic to the time period, and everybody smokes. There's hardly a character who's on screen ever without a cigarette in their hand with wafts of cigarette smoke everywhere. Pregnant women are yeah, smoking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. smoking and drinking in the office. There's smoking in in cars or smoking in bus, smoking at parties. Well, you and I can giant, remember those yes, days. Giant ashtrays, you know, dangling cigarettes over, you know, in the mouth over the stove. And, and it's portrayed... Um, the era is portrayed accurately. That's the way it was. So there was never a, a, a public service announcement to say, don't smoke. To the contrary, there were commercials on television yeah. telling you what to smoke. And, the and other ads with doctors recommend yeah. Buckingham's. And the, the, worst, the, the worst thing or the thing they were most frightened of was people who were constantly smoking and smoked as they were becoming tired. And they'd have... This is like when you think about it, this is madness. You you brush your teeth and, and get under the covers and fluff your pillow and, and light, light a up a dart. Yeah. And 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 read a book and fall asleep yeah. and the ash fell. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, not a good I can way to go. I can remember hearing on the news cause of the fire was careless smoking. Right. Yeah. It's either, and then I moved to Montreal, and the cause of the fire was it was always a grease fire that started in the kitchen. Yeah, they fit it. Oh, wow, they fit it. And that's true. A lot of people would come home at like two thirty in the morning after the bar, yeah, and figure it's time for fries. Oh, Christ! <laughs> hey, uh, you got another tweet sheet? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we got a few yeah, more. Yeah, 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 yeah. tweet yeah. sheet. Yeah, I, I love the tweet sheets. Yeah, aren't they good? We're doing two in this episode because we've had. If we do say so ourselves, we've been very lucky with our guests. We've had some year, great guests or this, yeah. uh, this season, and um, we and didn't want to. We didn't want to break the momentum yeah. to do the tweet. We didn't want to take a, a minute away from people like Tommy Schnurmacher and Chris Nyland and Maureen Holloway. So uh, we have two tweet sheets for you. Here's one for you from at Tweet Potato Three Fourteen Therapist. Describe this picture. Me. That's my father yelling at me. Therapist. And this one. Me. You having sex with my wife. Therapist. And this one. Me. Aren't these normally ink blots? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> 
<laughs> I like the handle too. Yeah. Tweet potato. <laughs> he, yeah, he's one of the funnier ones. Tweet yeah. potato 314. I like him a lot. <laughs> okay. From at Huntigula. Jesus at the Last Supper breaks bread. This is my body, pours wine. This is my blood, opens jar of mayo. Judas, I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> this one's amazing. <laughs> we'll all go to hell for that one, oh, but, yeah. It's, yeah. but it's pretty funny. <clears throat> Pardon me. And from at Arf Measures, me. The kids haven't eaten their sandwiches. Wife, okay, just throw them out. Later, me helping the kids pack a suitcase. Look, I'm as surprised. I'm as surprised as you are. <laughs> 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 Oh boy! <laughs> Not wow. the kids, you idiot! The sandwiches. Oi, <laughs> that's it's such a great way to put it. Look, I'm surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's more surprised than me. <laughs> anyway, good luck. <laughs> Send us a postcard wherever you end up. That caught on. Ninety thousand people like that tweet. Is that right? Eh? Yeah. Well, I, you notice those things now, eh? That's the thing about the uh, the interweb. Yeah. And you and I have been guilty of it, saying, hey, look, we posted this thing and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's good if you're, well, I mean, you know, if you're doing a podcast and you're trying yeah. to get people's attention and you want to take numbers to advertisers, yes. you want to get some uh, You want to get some engagement on your tweets. I'm kind of uh, sad because uh, if this was number eight, there's only two to go. No, this is number nine. There's if only one to go. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> Remember? Number nine. Time flies, eh, boys? Wow. Yeah. Wow, it really, really does. So we have one more, and we are going to have another guest on our next episode. Yeah. Hey, there's a segue. Yes. Uh, our next guest uh, is, um, is uh, he has a military theme, mm -hmm. and I received this in the mail this week. Yes. This is a mask, a mask COVID. Now, by the time this airs, the COVID mask mandates might be gone. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But I got this from the Royal Montreal Regiment. Mm, wow. You can see their, oh, yeah, uh, the, uh, their the, insignia yeah. there. That's the regiment across the street from your old place where you lived in Westminster. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And I received this from, <clears throat> pardon me, their former commanding officer and now honorary colonel and a good friend of mine, Colin Robinson, who uh, two or three times a year, he'll send me something from the Royal Montreal Regiment. Uh, you know, whether it's a, a small gift or a, a Christmas greeting. And he always, uh, pref he sends me a card and he prefaces it with my darling Ted. <laughs> 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 Which you don't expect to hear from a Lieutenant Colonel no, in the Canadian Military Reserve. No. But Colin's a very nice guy and a very funny guy. I met Colin in Bosnia. Oh, wow. When I went over there, uh, you remember when I went there about I 20 do. years ago? Yeah, I thought you had lost your mind. I was, no, well, it was, the, the war was over. Yeah, I know. And but it I was Bosnia. Yeah. You know. And they, they I was invited to go over as a, a media observer. Uh, I got to uh, wipe my nose because I would laugh so hard at that last tweet. Okay. As a media observer yeah. for the implementation of the peace treaty. The peace treaty, I think, was signed in 1996, and I went over in 2001. Uh, and anyway, I met Colin. He was the, um, he, actually, I think he was doing PSYOPs. Wow. PSYOPs, man. Uh, he was doing military-civilian uh, liaison. And he was, uh, he was a funny guy. And he, he did a, he did a, um, 
a slide presentation for us. And uh, at one point there was a picture and Colin is bald. At one point there's a picture of Tito and he goes, and this is me when I had hair. <laughs> <laughs> and he had done the same presentation for the governor general, who I think at the time was Adrian Clarkson. And I said, you didn't use the Tito joke, no. the bald joke. And he goes, oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Wonder if she laughed. Ah, uh, I'm sure she did. He's a funny, disarming. Yeah. He's disarmingly funny. Charming. Yeah. Eh? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's uh, say uh, thank you to uh, David Drucker. Uh, David Drucker has said uh, he's an old friend of ours. We've known David for a long, long time, and uh, he's uh, the um, the head of the UPS Store Canada. You know, they have over 350 locations across Canada and 5,000s across North America. And if you've ever driven by one and wondered what it was, a lot of people drive by them and think that's UPS. It isn't. It's the UPS store. And inside there, it's not people packing parcels to put on the truck. It's people helping you with your parcels. And that's what the UPS store does, and boy, do they do it well. You can bring almost anything in there, and they'll find a way to get it where you need it to be, whether it's uh, something super fragile, something small, something big, something fluffy, whatever it is, something extremely delicate. They'll show you how to get it there, and they, and they come in such... They really do come in handy. When I was moving from uh, Quebec to British Columbia and we found uh, things in a cupboard that we hadn't, we had missed and the trucks were already gone and uh, my wife Jess said, what about UPS? Took it there. They pack it, they tape it, they, they make sure it gets there on time. They give you a tracking number, the whole thing. Or you can just go in there for um, office supplies, packing tape, boxes, anything that you may need for a small business, they can help you out. It really is a one-stop shop, and they're all franchise owners who live in your community. You get to know them, especially if you have parcels to send every day or every couple of days, you get to have a really good relationship with those folks. They're really, really good at it. How many, Ted? 350 in Canada, 5,000 across North America, the upsstore.ca online. Parting is such sweet sorrow, Ted. Are we parting now, darling? I think we are. Sweetie. Well, it is both sweet and sorrowful. Yes. Um, I, uh, we'd like to say thank you to uh, Jaguar Land Rover Laval and uh, also to the UPS Store Canada and to the Mersons and to Matla Bonheur. And to Poseidon. And to Poseidon. Yes, my pleasure, Who uh, came back from the gym. You're not sore yet, are you? No, not yet. Okay. You're going to have to hit the gym hard, man, if you quit smoking. You're going to yeah. have to hit the gym hard. That's the one downside of quit smoking. The pounds come on uh, pretty easy. So you got to go hard at the gym and you got to be careful about what you eat or you'll end up looking like me. No. Yeah. I'm telling you, this is the one thing about living in Montreal that you miss. Well, yes. The food? Well, yeah. yeah. It's, you, anybody who lives outside of Montreal will tell you they pick your favorite spots and I miss this, I miss that, I miss that. Really, uh, you'll live longer. Yeah, I will live yeah. longer. Yeah. <laughs> Notice the weight hasn't come off, but I'm working on it. You look good. Thank you very yeah. much. Okay. Standing by the Terry and Ted podcast is sponsored by Jaguar Land Rover Laval, where the luxury is unmistakably British, but nobody wears a top hat or a monocle.